Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to episode 2 of the official Nerd Talk podcast, Geek Speak. I'm your host, Sean, and join us always on this lovely episode 2 is my co-host, Josh, the Whack-A-Mole Reactor, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? I'd ask, what is a whack-a-mole reactor? <laughs> I have no idea. And like, what what trait of mine allowed allowed this name to come about? I don't know. It sounds silly. <laughs> I, I'm fine with silly. I, at first, I typed in Josh the Terminator, Rudy Rudolph, but I think the whack-a-mole reactor. Like, my vision I, for you now is you're just doing reaction videos of people playing whack-a-mole. Like, oh, this is a good hit. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think once this gains enough popularity and once we get enough, we make t-shirts of uh, just like all the different names uh, that you've called me. Last time you were just the lovely and rambunctious co-host. I'm going to give you a different nickname every time. Um, this I'm is Josh, Rudy, Rudolph. Rudy's not his middle name, but he goes by Rudy also because there's a lot of Joshes. And like the last time, he didn't win the Josh fight, so we have to call him something else. Um, yeah, and I prefer to be the only good Rudy in the world because you got Rudy Giuliani. He was and meh, meh. Anyway, sorry for talking fast at times last time. I'll work on it more. Um, I know I talked fast. I edited the whole podcast last time. Anyway, today we're going to actually change things up a bit with the segment order because we usually would start with the DCOMs, the Disney Channel original movies. Which, if you're new here, we do every week a Disney Channel original movie going from the very beginning through modern day, once a week, where we're going to watch them and discuss them, less on a merit-based system of, like, objectivity, good and bad, because no movie's good and bad. It's all about subjectivity. And these movies are not our demographic. We are judging them based on anything random we think of, pretty much. Yep, pretty Um, much, especially this week's movie. I have, like, five pages of notes. I want to see one, two, three pages of notes. I got so many notes. It's... We'll get to it in a minute. It's bonkers. But we're moving the order in this because we have a barrage of news this week. A um, lot. But before we get to even that, I want to address something that happened this, like, two days ago uh, on an app called Tickety Tockety. What uh, is this Tickety Tockety? This is a exactly clock what app. happened. You can watch clocks? No. Uh. Oh. So that, that, <laughs> this is us. Never mind. Never mind. Continue. No, go on. Tangent time. Go on. It's not a tangent. Uh, that thing where you were like, uh, like it's an app where you can watch clocks in like season uh, either four or five of BoJack Horseman. There is a website where it's just about um, uh, what time is it now. Dot com. You go to the website just to find out what time it is. On that that's, note, that's the entire thing. Look up the website. Is it Christmas. Dot com. Okay. I'll, is I'll wait. It 
Christmas.com. No, it is not Christmas. <laughs> it just says the word no. <laughs> On Christmas, guess what? It says yes. Oh, also, that makes sense. If you're on that site with other people at the same time, your flag will show from where you are. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on a different note, so on TikTok this week, this is not really a news, but it's probably why all you are here right now listening. So my girlfriend did a video on TikTok. Um, it was just like an audio sound and then just have your boyfriend or partner react to it. Um, she didn't mean to be any malice by it, but it was. it started with the audio is... Something along the lines. What was it? Um, it's okay for relationships. It's okay for relationships to end. Pause. Not ours though. You're stuck with me. We're here forever. It was like it was cute, um, but it went viral with over now over five million views, or I think almost six million views or something like that, because I started tearing up a lot, <laughs> and then she noticed, and then she came and hugged me. It was really cute. Like Josh, you saw the video. It wasn't. It was completely harmless. You could tell, right? Oh, completely harmless. Like, I I know you, like, and, like, you, I can tell exactly, like, your emotions uh, behind it and what it all was. Uh, and without having TikTok and not, like, seeing this go viral and hearing you talk about, like, the views keep going up. They keep going up. We're in the millions now. What is happening? It was a very interesting few days, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I also made a video then about a day later on my own TikTok page saying, hey, check out this podcast. So if you're here at all from that, thank you for coming here. If you want to see the TikTok, look up Nicole Mund one on TikTok. You'll find her. She gained over five thousand followers within twenty four hours. So now she's over eight thousand. I'm I like eight hundred something like that, and it's wild. We did I didn't do anything. Neither did she. She had forty five. Then the next day had like seven thousand. That's crazy. Anyway, that happened on TikTok, and now do 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 do. No, it's not news time. It's it's stats time. So we started a podcast this last week, and we have analytics now. Analytics. I actually love analytics. We have viewers from places. We have. They should. They should be in this world. If they're not, that's more interesting. It looks like this week we might have gained like 13, 14, 15 listens. I can't tell. It's not full data yet for anything. But let's see. We have on our reach. We got two listeners yesterday. That's cool. Whoa. On sources, we have Spotify is our biggest source, um, which is not surprising to me. Thank you to all Spotify listeners, and no matter what you're listening on, thank you for listening to also, us. Also, we, we've gained over six followers on Spotify now, so that's pretty hype. Hell yeah. And location, it's mostly United States with 11 out of the whatever number it is here. <laughs> um, and then we have Canada here, but the first person to listen to us outside the United States was from Belgium. So thank you, Belgium. Oh, Thank a new you, Belgium. A new country. Do you like your waffles? Uh, new, uh, Brazil joined the army. Thank you. The army. Hey, the Brazil. Thank you. So, US, United States, Canada, Belgium, Philippines, and Brazil. Thank you. And Canada. Yeah, I said that. So, that's all five countries I've seen this podcast so far. If you want to see the podcast or listen to it, you're already here. So, thank you. I thought you were going to say that's all five countries in the world. Thank you very much. Like, just, <laughs> that's just all the countries in the world. Uh, that's not quite right. I think there's, a, like, at least seven more. Yeah, Europe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, um, yeah. Also, like, the rest of the world is awesome, so... Everyone who lives in the world, thank you for living here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Thank you. I have tired. Anyway, we're on the next part of this podcast. Um, that was the stats. Woo! If you want to email us or get a shout-out, 
for yourself, you can email us at nerdtalkproductionsyt at gmail.com or tweet at us at nerdtalk underscore broad, and we will give shout-outs to people for random, for random things. That's fun. But we have news, Josh. We certainly do. It has been a very big week for news on a lot of different topics. So, last week we said on the movie Knives Out 2. Last week we mentioned one person got cast, and we mentioned, who was it? I don't, it was uh, Dave, Dave Bautista. Bautista. And then that, like, a, a few hours later, like five hours later, m- more news dropped. Of Edward Nortoon from his fame in the movie uh, Incredible Dulk. Um, and uh, the the kite flub. The kite flub? Yes. Okay, so Edward Norton got cast in Knives Out 2 in, from, you know, he's in Fight Club, he's in Incredible Hulk, he's a lot of, a lot of amazing things, uh, American History X. Great actor. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm happy with that. I love it's still following the trend of famous people, like like Agatha Christie style. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know what it wouldn't really. It's not really a Knives Out too, because it's not the same. It, it's just following the mysteries of uh, Daniel Craig's character uh, Benoit Blanc, uh, which is a name I absolutely love. I prefer calling him KFC Sherlock Holmes, like I did last time. That's also a great name. That being said, I'm this, this is still a nay for me because it's not it's going on Netflix. So all cast news true. is still a nay for this movie because it's still on Netflix and not in theaters. But there have been many more people that have been cast this yeah. week. Uh, would you like to tell us who they are, Sean? We got Catherine Hahn, aka Agatha, all along. Um, <laughs> she's also in Parks and Recreation. <laughs> she's in WandaVision. She's in. So many things. She's a great comedic actress. Um, phenomenal and everything. So love her. Yes, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. He, that... What? No, I was just gonna say he's he's in that little musical called Hamilton. I don't know if anyone listening to the podcast has heard of that yet. I haven't. What's that? Uh, it's just it's like this little indie underground uh, musical. Uh, it was just about Alexander Hamilton. I think it uses like rap music and other kinds of forms of music to tell his story. I haven't really heard of it. I think it's on Disney Plus and eh. Oh, rap, like under wraps, like DCOMs, like our podcast. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Leslie Adam Jr. is great. Uh he's his Aaron Burr in Hamilton is great. Yeah. Now we have Janelle Monet, who I don't know if you've seen her in anything. Honestly. Uh you've seen her in Moonlight and Hidden Figures. Oh, 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 that's who that okay. Yes, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's a great actress. It's the one I knew the name of but couldn't think of like who it against mm-hmm. that. Anyway, yeah, great actress. Uh, this might be a weekly trend of Knives Out ca- 2 castings, because it's keep happening. I'm willing to bet as soon as like this episode goes up, five more people will have been cast. I hope so. It gives us more, more things to talk about. Okay, next up is a mini little rant I'm going to have to have about this one. Um, I think I know what this is. A trailer dropped for a movie musical. Movie? A movie musical called Dear Yvonne Hansen. No, uh, Dear Evan Hansen. I actually was wearing the Dear Evan Hansen t-shirt I had today. That was fun. I did, I did see that. Yeah, that was that was purposeful because we're doing this podcast. Now I'm wearing an N64 shirt. But so Dear... do, you, do you want me to talk about it first, or do you you want to talk about it first? Uh, I think I'll jump in first because I've seen the show. Mm-hmm. I, I watched Dear Evan Hansen in 2016 on Broadway, the original cast. Not trying to brag, I'm saying I, I, that's an experience I've had, and I understand the show because I've seen the full context. Um, before I saw the show, I listened to only only act one, then went and blind with the rest of it. I didn't, also didn't look up, look up anything, I just listened to the first act, and then 
because I like the songs, I wanted to get into it before I saw the show. And oh my god, it's amazing. I bawling from the end of Act One to like through Act Two because it's it's so emotional. Anyway, this trailer was honestly both great and terrible. I say terrible as one who's seen the show because of the reason it shows the whole show. Like without the songs, it still shows pretty much the whole story, and I don't love that part. But other than that, Ben actually looks okay. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't expect him. To, I was thinking he looks too old because he's like twenty seven. I wanted mm-hmm. to go to someone else, um, but the curlier hair, like letting it grow out a little more, helps him make him look younger. For one thing, did they CGI his face? I can't tell. Maybe I, I, it couldn't have been. It, it just it would have been makeup, and because and this isn't the first thing he's been playing a high schooler in. He's no. uh, on the Netflix show The Politician. He's still playing a high schooler. Um, and I think a lot of people got mad about the casting because, of course, of his age. Uh, but, like, you look at the landscape of, like, all co- sorts of high school stuff. Like, no one is their actual age. Everyone is at least, like, five years older than what their characters are supposed to be. So, like, once you, like, just think about that for, like, a second, then, like, you, I can put it uh, past my mind. Like, he's definitely older than what he should be. I also think that's pretty funny. The only part that doesn't need to sing, they gave to Amy Adams. <laughs> Which I think is really funny. Um, like if you don't need a singing part for role, just get a huge star, because you can be anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that was great. Um, I'm excited for it. Like, I'm giving oh, knives out news, yay or nay? Uh, I give it a yay because I love the cast, but I also give it a nay. I like to give it both Pick uh, one. because Netflix. Pick one. No, I'm get no, I want to give it both. <laughs> That's the whole defeats the whole purpose. Of this. <laughs> Fine, I'll give it a nay because it's still gonna because it's still there a Netflix go. movie. Until Netflix changes it, I'm giving this nice out two casting news and then Netflix Netflix isn't changing it. Lionsgate sold it. They were they they're sellouts, which is a theme of the movie of the, of the decom we're talking about today. Uh, they they sell that they sold out to Netflix it, for reasons that I honestly don't understand. That's really weird. Um, I get idiot maybe during COVID, but it's not coming out as much during like it's you could wait uh, anyway. So Dear Evan Hansen, yay on this trailer, but also like I I'm excited. I think it's fine. I love they didn't show why Connor did what he did in this. Mm-hmm. I still think the trailer showed too much, like a lot. If it showed only Act One stuff, it'd be okay. But it shouldn't have shown anything past that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ended on the "You Will Be Found" speech of like the Connor scene, like mm-hmm. on the stage, show that scene like, that could be the end of the first trailer or any trailer really. And yeah. it's, like, it's like, what's gonna happen next? And you think that might be the end of the movie, but like, no, there's a lot more. Yeah. Because you haven't yeah, seen the mo- uh, the show, and you haven't listened to music much. No, I for, when it comes to like Broadway stuff, uh, I don't really like to listen to like the soundtrack if I haven't seen the show. Because a, I'm not really gonna get the context of a lot of it, and like it's not gonna like impact me or like mean as much uh, to me. If it's something like Hamilton, where the entire thing is the soundtrack, then that's a different story. But here, it clearly is not the entire thing. Um, so I would rather kind of go in blind uh, to to the movie or the show, whichever it is that I see first, um, to get that full experience. Um, and I honestly like really like the trailer. I do understand where you're coming from. That yeah, I do think it does show a lot, even without my knowledge of the show, because I don't know any much about the show aside from what you told me. Uh, but I still think that it it's definitely giving you a good idea of like the kind of emotions that you're going to be feeling during the show, and sh- it doesn't hide from the. I guess the har- not harsh reality, but the definite reality of the realness of it all, despite it being a musical and being from the writer and director of what you said, the reality of the realness. 
Look, my wording is fantastic, okay? <laughs> uh, but I, it seems... I, I told you this uh, earlier uh, when the trailer came out that, uh, to me, it feels like it's kind of like a musical version of uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and oh, yeah. getting the writer-director of that to make this, I think, was a great choice. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Not casting, but yeah, casting of director, that's great. When I saw it, it just made me happy. So one thing about this trailer that I didn't like compared to the... When they were promoting the original stage show... The only thing they really said is that it's a story of a of a young boy who's struggling with, struggling with anxiety, uh, and it goes about a lie that goes too far. That was pretty much all they ever said during the campaign of the show. I wish they pretty much focused more on that angle without showing too much more than that. Anyway, mm -hmm. you said our piece. Uh, next up is the, 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 the trailer for the Friends reunion, Josh. As someone who, you, who has never watched Friends, have you seen this trailer? Uh, I've seen I've seen uh, part of it. Uh, I see that like uh, it's just them kind of like reuniting, like on the set, just like reminiscing about stories. Uh, James Corden is hosting it, which I think oh that's an interesting choice. Like I don't know how big of I get I get that like you know he's famous and everything, but like I feel like it would be more fun if it was just them, kind of like how they did the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion, where it was just the cast talking. I feel like that would have been more fun if it was just them reminiscing about everything. Yeah. I wouldn't be minding, like, a host of some sort, but maybe make it one, like, someone from the show. Or someone who works on the show more. Not James yeah. Corden. James Corden is an interesting character. We're moving past that pretty fast. Let's go to, uh... <laughs> wait, the Friends trailer, though, I, I like that it was not a reunion episode. Yeah. But it had elements of that, kind of, like, where they were a little bit in character at some points, and that was kind of fun. I, mm -hmm. It's cute. If you watch the show, the show, you'll probably like this trailer. It's fun. It doesn't, doesn't spoil, because just, it's them. Um, next up, we have our first article news thing. It's from Deadline. John Boyega is set to reunite with Joe Cornish for Attack the Block 2. It's a great movie. It uh, really is. We watched that in our global horror class together. That was fun. We did, and I think, like, out of, like, all the alien movies, like, that we were supposed to watch, that I'm glad that was the only one that we chose to watch. <laughs> There's a lot more of that class we were supposed to watch for that topic, but we didn't, except for Attack the Block, and I'm happy with that, because that was a really fun movie. Yeah. It's great. I'm fine with this. You fine with this? Yeah, I'm very curious to see uh, where they could go it, with this for the first one. Spoiler alert. The first one ends um, in a way that's not very easy to do a sequel, I'd say. No, but it, it ends in kind of, like, a realistic way to, like, how everything uh, happened. And I like it when uh, when movies like this, like sci-fi, kind of add those uh, real elements uh, to it. It makes it more interesting in my eyes. Yeah, it's like the Get Out alternate ending there. It's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's So, yay for this? Yes, yay. I'm going to give you yay for the Friends trailer. What do you say about that? For, yay or nay, if you haven't seen the trailer fully? I, I'll, I'll give it a yay because it seems like they're having a fun time, uh, but I, I don't think I'm going to give it a nay because, like, I haven't seen the show, so, like, it just it wouldn't make sense for me to give it a nay, but more kind of yay for the spirit and the fun of it all. I'm giving it a yay for one reason, and that's because the, uh, Jennifer Aniston said that they were on a break, and so that's why it's a yay because it's correct. Anyway, moving on to Batgirl news. Bad Boys Bat for Girl. Life filmmakers to direct Batgirl movie for Warner's, courtesy, again, of Oh, no, this is Hollywood Reporter. Courtesy of Hollywood Reporter. Um, any thoughts, Josh, on this? 
I I think that this is a, a good choice. Uh, Bad Boys for Life is actually like a pretty good and solid movie. Um, and they're also going to be directing the Miss Marvel show uh, for Disney Plus. Um, so and I I think it's cool that they're dipping their toes into kind of both and seeing like what they can do with both Marvel and DC. Um, I'm I'm happy that Joss Whedon is not attached to this uh, no. movie anymore. I, I am disappointed though that this is going to be an HBO Max movie because that's that's something with DC that I'm not really liking. They're going to be like, we're going to make DC movies, but they're not all going to theaters. Some will go to theaters, but some will go to HBO Max. And it's just like some of the ones going to HBO Max are just like the ones that they are like scared of not doing well at the box office, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, and this is also going to make things more confusing with continuity, which we'll get into later tonight for our topic. <laughs> um, but that being said, I like that Kristen Hudson, uh, Hudson, who wrote Bubblebee, is in is in the fold with this movie. That's pretty cool. Um, yes, like it's, it's people first person who penned the, penned the script for the Flash and Birds of Prey is also working on this. Well, there's good people behind this, and I all for that. It's just this is there's weird choices being made in DC, and we'll get to that as a topic for our episode today. So, <laughs> woo, um, like is DCU dead? We'll find out soon. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, though, with you, Josh, is something that you have talked, that you've seen. The the rise of G.I. Joe Boy. Uh, what he's talking about is <laughs> there was a there was a short uh, teaser release today for Snake Eyes, uh, uh, G.I. Joe Origins. Uh, this is the origin story of the character from G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes. He's the guy uh, dressed all in black. He's the ninja. He never talks. In the original movies, he was played by Ray Parker and... Um, Ray Park. To... Ray Park, yes, my bad. Uh, Ray Park, and then like in flashback scenes, uh, he was played by a white kid. Uh, so uh, to call this G.I. Joe Origins, but to have an actual Asian man play the character and then still have it associated with the other movies is kind of funny to me. Um, but from what I've seen in the trailer, it seems pretty solid, at least like in terms of action. Um, I like I like it when martial arts movies like these uh, actually like really hold the camera steady, no quick cuts or things like that. I think it makes it a lot cooler. Um, Henry Golding, I think he's a great actor. Loved him in uh, Crazy Rich Asians and A Simple Favor. So for him to take the next step into action territory, I'm really excited to see what he could do with this. Nice. Ooh, burp. Um, yeah, I didn't see the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen G.I. Joe 1 and maybe 2? I don't remember. It's a they're, long time ago. We'll get to my eventually this podcast. They are both very forgettable films. Um, <sighs> but my favorite thing with this is that it's not just called Snake Eyes. They have to add G.I. Joe Origins. They clearly did not take the correct yeah. lesson from titling of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Don't make it seem like you're making more origin movies. I don't think that people want more G.I. Joe origin movies. That's literally why I'm giving this a nay. It's because the title is reminding me of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. I think I'll give it. A, I'll give it a yay because uh, I'm 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 excited uh, despite me not really caring at all about the first two or even GI Joe as a whole. Then you know, do you know what excited means? Then that does not sound excited at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm ex for this movie specifically, all right, not all right. for the franchise as a whole. That's fair. Uh, next up, I have some news uh, about Batman. He's this Batman. dude who does things. He and, he is well fictionally. So, Batman Cape Crusader is an animated show being made on HBO with producing, with producing? Producer Matt Reeves said it at it, uh, Bruce Timm's working on it, J.J. Abrams is working on it. It'll be on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. And the image that comes up for it is, like, the long-eared Batman. I mm -hmm. am intrigued, but also, 
Why? Well, from the way it sounds, it sounds like they they're trying to harken back to the days of the original yeah. Batman animated series show, but kind of more for like this generation to experience something similar to that. And I think with Matt Reeves, uh, who's writing and directing the Batman uh, to come out next year, and then J.J. Abrams, and then um, what's what's the other guy's name that I've already forgotten? Uh, uh, I have up right here. It is uh, Bruce Tim. He he made the original show. Exactly. And so combining all three of them together to make a show like kind of kind of faithful to the original but still being its own thing has me excited for what it could be. Um, art style, I really hope that they make it hand-drawn and like similar, similar but not like the original, if that makes sense. Do you remember in the original show, I don't know if you know this, they used black paper. For all of it. Yes, I did know that. That's that's one of the first things I ever learned about the show. It's so gothic because of that. Then they just colored in on top of that. So they worked and they added the negatives and left like, I mean, they added the positive like, and left the negative. Like it was really cool. Mm -hmm. I love that art. Like that was, it's naturally shadows. And then they had to add in the highlights. That's so cool. Um, that'd be great if they, did, if they did that again. I'm all for that. But in general, this. They said, and I, the quote here is, It is always fun to feed the insatiable appetite fans have for all things Batman. Batman Cape Crusader will entertain first-time and die-hard fans alike. And with such an impressive creative team in place, we know we have a few, another future Batman classic in the making, said Ashime. Who I don't know who that is, but he said it. <laughs> um, wasn't the last uh, animated Batman show, wasn't that uh, like Beware the Batman like six, seven years ago or something like I that? It, it was... wasn't like one season. Right now it's Justice League Action, I think it's still on, which is he's in. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's been a while. I think the best Batman show since the animated series has been The Batman, um, which is great. Mm -hmm. if you haven't watched that yet. You all should watch that. Cause it's, like, it's like a year three Batman. He's so new. And you can see his, like, his voice changes to the show as well as his jaw widens. Like his chin to become more classic Batman. Like it's, it's <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that just sounds funny to me. It's like the longer your Batman, the wider your chin becomes. And like yeah, then in Fast and Future, he's like has a huge chin, like Crimson Chin style <laughs> later on. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm giving this a, a yay, I guess, because I like Batman, but also I don't really care. I want. I'm, I'm gonna you, get. Go, go on. on. <laughs> if you like the animated series, then just go watch that. Like that's all you need to do. And watch the Justice League Unlimited. Watch Justice League. Watch the Superman animated series, Static Shock, Batman Beyond. All the stuff in that world still exists. You can go watch that. So this is fun. I love new content in DC and Marvel. So I'm I'm giving that a yay. But also I don't really care this time. I'm I'm gonna give it a yay. I'm I'm excited. I I love this team behind it. Um, I have I have faith in them. It sounds like uh that D that like DC Warner Brothers like won't be like pushing into like you have to do this 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 this. Like it'll be like it's uh, be allowed to be its own thing. Um, and like I know I always complain about there's too much Batman stuff, but like when it's something like this, I'm like okay, you know what? I'm fine. You you got me. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a yay. Next up, we're gonna talk about a movie. I think it's movie. Yeah. Uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise. Is that a movie? I don't even know what's happening with that. It's, that's why it's your, it's your news. <laughs> yeah, so Jungle Cruise, uh, like most movies this year, was originally supposed to come out last right. year. It stars, uh, it stars Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's based on a Disney roller coaster ride of the same name. Um, and now it's finally coming out to theaters this year, uh, but it's been announced that it's going to be coming out both in theaters and on Disney Plus on July 30th. 
But with similar to films like Mulan, Ryan the Last Dragon, uh, Black Widow, and soon to be Black Widow and Cruella, uh, if you want to watch it on Disney Plus, you gotta pay thirty dollars uh, for it. Which I, um, it makes sense for a filmmaking point of view. You gotta make money back. Yeah, uh, but with from the trailer, like it seems like it's a very kind of kid friendly, like Indiana Jones. It seems like Emily's char- Emily's character should be the main character, but because Dwayne Johnson is in it, like it's going to become more his kind of thing. Um, so take that as you will. Uh, I'll still see it. I'll be seeing it in theaters. Um, I'm fully vaccinated and everything like that. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to be one. I'm. It's definitely not one that I'm like excited to see. Um, <laughs> And so yeah, I I'm gonna give this a nay just because like I'm not I'm just not that excited for the movie. Considering I didn't I forgot it existed, I'm gonna have to give it a nay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, again, because it's for it's another Dwayne Johnson in a jungle movie. How many do we need, Hollywood? Well, Is we got just... two Jumanji ones right now. Right. Uh, I thought this was that for in the movie <laughs> for a second. Uh, I don't really care, but like again, I'm not trying to bash on if you do. I care. It's awesome. Like my girlfriend I... loves Disney, so it's probably gonna, I'm probably gonna see it in theaters. Before we before we move on to the next uh, bit of news, I just want to say something. This takes place like in like the early 1900s. Like if you look at photos of like muscular men from back then, like where in the world is Dwayne Johnson like getting his muscles like in this world? Like that's probably like out of everything, that's one of the most unrealistic things to me because just like muscle men from like the 1920s are not Dwayne Johnson in the slightest. So I need to know what his jungle workout is. <laughs> Uh, it's even those bananas, swinging around some vines, of course. Oh, uh, so he t- he took the Shia LaBeouf uh, Indiana Jones uh, four method. Oh my God, uh, looking out. Whew, what a movie. Uh, yeah, but also I'm gonna see. I'm gonna do a cool segue in a minute for some fun things. If our main topic, you'll see. But soon we're gonna do our Superman show news. I assume right now, <laughs> Superman show called My Adventures with Super My Adventures with Superman, starring Jack Quaid. Um. It's an animated show that's getting two-season order from A2O Max and Cartoon Network. Jack Quaid is in shows like The Boys? Yeah? <laughs> yes, he's like the main. He's one of the main characters of the is show. He, is he, yeah, what else is he in? Is he in Shazam? No. No, he's uh, he's in um, The Boys, as we just said. Uh, he's the voice of the main character on the animated Star Trek show, Lower Decks. Um, he was in the first Hunger Games. Um, yeah, he's been around just kind of everywhere doing his thing. And now since the boys, he's getting a lot more leading roles. So I think this is going to be fun to see what he could do with Superman. And if either of Simon prepared for any segments, it's because this is a lot of news this week. And we stuff kept jumping on us. Like more news yes. kept happening. <laughs> Look, I'm, like, I keep, I'm keeping up with this. I'm keeping up with this. No, I'm not. What's happening now? Like, like today, like five of our news things like popped up today alone. It's a bit much, um, which is why I'm actually going to skip on one of the news I gave you. I'm sorry. No Xbox news today. <gasps> no, but GTA 5! No! Next up, if you want to look up uh, Xbox news, just Google Xbox and click on news. You're going to hear some stuff. Uh, next up is about J.J. Abrams. J.J. Uh, Abrams on the double-edged sword of producing DC movies and whether he'll direct any of them. Uh, he said, The few things that I'm working on now as a writer are original ideas. That's kind of cool, I guess, but his original ideas are usually status quo based. Force Wiggins, it's an original idea, but it's kind of bringing things back to how it was. Um, the, uh, what was, what else is he, uh, Star Trek, kind of bringing things back to his, how it was and stuff. He's fine. Lost is cool for the first bit. I have little opinion on this. I, he's writing and producing a, uh, 
Superman movie, supposedly. We'll find out if this actually happens. Um, well, we know he's at he, we know he's at least producing it. They they haven't really given word uh, as far as I'm aware on writer or director yet. But he said that he's not going to be directing it. Yeah. And from and I'm I personally like him as a director. Uh, I think Mission Impossible Three is really good. Um, Super Eight is probably my favorite film of his. I think both his Star Trek movies are good. Uh, Into Darkness is underrated, but I do understand fans like not liking it uh, for certain reasons. Um, but I, there's a lot that I like in it. Uh, Force Awakens is a lot of fun, despite a lot of the similarities to New Hope. And then I need to rewatch The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. and that's all I'm gonna say on it. Same, because we both came out loving it, and now I feel like we're both going with not liking it again. We see it again. I know there's gonna be moments in it that I'm still gonna love, but I know there's probably gonna be a lot of my opinions that are gonna be changing on it. It was the very much, oh look, new Star Wars feeling. And that was yeah. that was the feeling. Like how when well, I first was... watched the last Airbender, I'm like, look, it's Avatar, but like, it's not Avatar. Uh, well, that wasn't the that wasn't the kind of feeling I had like when Solo uh, came out. Uh, but granted, that was I never really cared for that movie even when it was announced. So that right. could also be why. This is when you were actually excited for. Um, that and is I, true. We both love yeah. Last Jedi, so that's oh, yeah. Last Jedi is fantastic. If love... you don't like the Last Jedi, well, I'm sorry for you, listeners. Well. Let's but stay here because your opinion is also valid and you're totally right more than we are. So stay here listening. <laughs> uh, but the Superman movie, I don't even know what's going to happen anymore because this has been said for over a year for much of this on and off. Um, yeah. Um, that's the news. That's the Geekly Weekly. The Geekly Weekly. <laughs> that's, the, our, that's a lot of news. Yeah, that was, has been uh, 33 minutes of the podcast so far has been mostly that. Uh, next up is... Decoms. So we Decoms. watched. Actually, we should probably. I had a good segue with the with the DC stuff and the DC news. You did. I did. I ruined it. You want? Do you want to do decom after the main topic? Yeah, this is still a bad segue now. But anyway, so. <laughs> uh, DC news happened, and I'm letting Josh take lead on this a little bit because he did more research than this because I asked him to because I was tired this week. <laughs> um, but basically. Will the DCEU be dying or invigorated or what's happening? Because Warbirds is having changes. They are having some big changes. Uh, AT&T, uh, not too long ago, announced that they are merging uh, Warner Media, which owns uh, Warner Brothers and HBO, uh, with Discovery. Um, you know, Discovery Channel, uh, HGTV, the Food Network, uh, basically the, all that kind of reality television. And they're forming them into one big kind of like media, I guess conglomerate would be the best way to say it. Um, this is a bit of a surprise, especially to everyone. I'll get into that uh, very shortly, but because only like in 2018 was when the deal of AT&T buying uh, Time Warner before it got changed to Warner Media um, got complete. Um, and so when the deal originally happened uh, for AT&T owning uh, Warner Media, uh, Walter Hamada was president, uh, and this is kind of relating, I'm relating this back to DC uh, for a minute. Uh, Walter Hamada was named the president of DC-based film projects, um, while Jeff Johns and John Berg uh, became the head of DC movies um, after the critical and box office receptions to Suicide Squad and the Theatrical Justice League. Now, if that is not ironic, then I don't know what is. Um, and this is a quote from the head of Warner Brothers at the time. I'm confident Walter and Jeff, working with our filmmaking partners, will deliver films that will resonate with both broad global audiences as well as DC fanboys and fangirls. Again, the irony writes itself here. I also hate this sort of fanboys and fangirls as fans. 
Because both those yeah. terms are used derogatory so much. Yeah. Um, but then hilarious. in... Yes. Then um, in January of this year, uh, Walter Hamada had extended his contract as president of DC Films up through 2023, despite all the allegations made against him by Ray Fisher and others uh, trying to, you know, hide all of the bad shit that happened on the Justice League set to him and to all the others. Ah, so we fast forward a bit to now. Um, Yes. uh, So the Warner Brother and Discovery merger um, cost about... 43 uh, billion dollars. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, that's bigger than I thought it was. It is a lot of money. <laughs> um and which compare that to Disney and Fox. Disney and Fox, that merger was close to 70 billion, um which is yes. just insane to me. Um but this merger won't be expected to close until around the middle of 2022. Um, the Discovery president and CEO, uh, David Zaslav, I imagine that's, that's how his name is pronounced. Name. If it's not, yes, I'm very terrible with names. Zaslav. Um, he's good. Yes, uh, he's going to be leading the new company, whatever it's going to be called. Um, the future of WarnerMedia's current CEO, uh, Jason uh, Killer, Killar, um, it's uncertain. Um, Zaslav's goal is to have 400 million streaming subscribers around the world. Um, which is a step up from the combined 100 million the companies uh, have today. Uh, he did not give a specific date on that goal, which is a smart thing because that's that's so much. Netflix right now has a little over 200 million subscribers, and Netflix has been around for a very long time. Um, and yeah. and this is where some controversy comes into this. Uh, few this is people, where, I, hold on, this is where <laughs> controversy is. <laughs> Not, not yet. Uh, this is more not with DC, uh, but this is uh, few people at both companies uh, were aware that the merger was even happening. Um, so that means that there's definitely going to be a lot of restructuring within Discovery and Warner Media, and this will segue into our main topic: Is the DCEU dying? Is it dead? Is it dead on the streets? Well, with <laughs> this deal, there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a lot of changes coming. Will Walter Hamas stay president? Well, we know at least through 2023 he will be. I imagine Jeff Johns is going to be out soon. Uh, he's still uh, producing uh, DC stuff right now. Um, but with this deal, uh, this this made us think of, is DC EU is that even a thing anymore? Those who aren't aware. Because you look, at, you look at the entire library of upcoming things, it is just, I'm going to use harsh language now, it is a clusterfuck of what the hell are they doing because like stuff will be but stuff won't be films weren't aware dceu stands for a dc extended universe which means they're films basically they're in this universe films Um, basically they're joker yeah from man of steel through now of dc films not including joker and soon to be not including the batman i think that's it also while we were watching this podcast more news keeps dropping that's pretty funny um, yeah. I'm gonna ignore it though till next week. Anyway, yeah, yeah, this is all kind of a mess. I like DC as a whole a lot. I've grown up on DC and Marvel my whole life. So Josh has grown up more on Spider Man than anything else. <laughs> I well, it started as Spider Man, but then it uh, uh, exploded into Marvel once the MCU uh, came around. And then you've come to DC like later in life and enjoyed stuff too, and it's fun. We both yeah. give a at least more positive to negative than negative reaction to every DC mostly. Yeah. Um, Neeris loves Suicide Squad. Uh, no. No. The, the, Either the version. Justice, 
I watched the, the I watched the theatrical Justice League like the day before the Snyder Cut came out. My God, the quality! It got so much worse than re when we watched it back in I think it was November. Um, I don't know what happened, but like my brain like, just got hardwired. Dostoevsky. Is is this God? I hope this is East. God, I hope this is East. Um, that's the Pacific, right? Why is Flash so bad at directions in that movie? Anyway, <sighs> uh, and moving past that, DC over the whole, I'm I'm so interested in. I wish they removed one of their movies from continuity, and you all can figure out which one that is later on. Just to argue in the comments, like on reviews and stuff. Do I know which one? The only one that breaks continuity extremely, yes. To me, is one one eighty four is what it, is what it is. Ah, yeah. Also, the racism, especially, <laughs> especially with the Snyder cut, like with that existence, you go from like Wonder the first Wonder Woman movie where it works, um, in tone to the Snyder cut. Then you have Wonder Woman eighty four, which is technically still in continuity, but you, but like that thirty year difference of like complete change in tone, just like. And this is why you need a Kevin Feige type person to make sure it all stays consistent. Because it's not consistent. Yeah, I don't mind tonal differences in movies. Because like, I like how Birds of Prey his own tone and style versus like Man yeah. of Steel. Because it fits the, the story and the narrative. That's fine. Uh, but I just, it's weird the continuity. She can fly. It's, she, can make a, she can make an invisible jet. Like. Okay. Look, that entire movie is a whole topic conversation in and of itself. If we talk about that, we're going to be here forever. Yeah. So DCEU, we overall enjoy more than not enjoy. But yeah. we also recognize that there's a bit of a messy track record with some things. Uh, <laughs> also, to say F the least. F.U. Jeff Johns. I lose yeah. your comic books. Now I struggle to read my favorite. Okay. <sighs> I own a few of his comics, and I... It's upsetting because it's like some of my favorite Justice League run is the New 52 Justice League beginning of it, at least. I love that. And I mm -hmm. now it just, it hurts. Ever since, I get, yeah, ever since the Theatrical Justice League came oh, out, boy. that was when all the problems started. Because before it had released, um, like, you had, like, the Flash movie, uh, Cyborg, uh, Green Lantern, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Like, it was still keeping in line with kind of how Marvel did their kind of thing. And it was supposed to be, like, you know, kind of one-a-year uh, thing. But then once the movie came out, after uh, Warner Brothers, Joss Whedon, uh, Jeff Johns, and all of them uh, just fucked it up so hard... Um, and then they're like, oh no, the movie did poorly. Guess we gotta go do some new things. And it's just like, no, no, you're the ones that caused this problem. They're like, no, we didn't, as they kept making new things happen. Um, and oh yeah, Suicide Squad, that also belongs in the bunch of, uh, Warner Brothers fucking up movies. Um, but yeah, but then those was, movies... I don't gonna, I don't, sorry, I don't think it was gonna be good anyway, to be honest. Because David Ayer's yeah. writing was not amazing. Yeah, the, the only movie I've seen from him, uh, which I've only seen three of his movies uh, that I like, was Fury. Uh, that, to me, was a pretty good and solid movie. Um, so when I heard he was making Suicide Squad, I was excited. And then I saw the movie. Then I saw the extended cut, and I was just like, ah, never mind. What's pretty funny is I liked Bright until I saw Onward. Because it's the same concept, done way better in Onward. I, when I saw Bright the first time, I, I loved the concept, but then I watched the movie, and I'm just like, okay, you got two problems. A, I can't tell what the hell is happening. It's so, so dimly lit. Like, I get it's ironic. The movie's called Bright, and you can't see a damn thing. But <laughs> it's that's ironic. 
it's ironic in a stupid way because I don't think that was intentional. Mm. And then problem number two, it's just it's poorly written. Um, David Ayer didn't write it, but um, the writer just no, both as a person and as a writer, no. No, David Ayer did write uh, Suicide Squad. No, 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 no. I know, I know Suicide Squad. I was right. talking about Brian. Right, yeah. So back to the DCEU, and also the news of nothing seems to be wanting to be connected anymore. Like you're saying, it's an yeah. off world. It's an off world. Like what's what's in the world then? <laughs> what's in the world then, Hamada? If you want things to keep existing, and they keep saying everything's on Earth too now. That's not how multiverse works. Not Earth. The show Star Girl is in Earth too, and you're saying Matt Reeves is the Batman is also in Earth too. Well, it's a big Earth. I, it's a big. It's an Earth. Yes, but still. <laughs> Maybe Gotham's in Canada. You don't know. It's in Europe. Maybe it's in it's in Russia. Man if, man, if Gotham is in Canada, man, I feel bad for Canada on that Earth, because it's just like, Canada is like, <laughs> it's great and normal Earth, but then there, it's just like, if that's like, you know, one of their big cities, oh boy. If Gotham's in, like, you know, Belgium, though, like, if I got one viewer from Belgium there, that'd be awesome, because you can meet Batman. Yeah, like, it's it's infuriating, like, as a viewer, especially, of just, like, because you have no idea, like, what's in, like, the same world anymore, because it's just like, oh, it's in the multiverse, it's just like, okay, that's fine, but you didn't start it out that way, and now you're just kind of, like, rushing to fix it so that way it can work. And, like, the Flashpoint movie especially, like, it's just, and it's the Flash movie, but we all know it's the Flashpoint. They're just doing that to erase um, Snyder's movies. They're not going to say that, but we all know that's exactly what's happening, um, which I think is a shame, um, yeah. because BBS and the Snyder Cut are great. Um, but, and just to do that, and then, like, everything else behind the scenes Josh, of that movie over, yes. We're going to get hate for saying that BBS is great, but it is great, so move the, on. The, let, the on, ultimate let define something. Ultimate edition, not the theatrical cut. There's a there's a distinct difference I there. The, I think the theatrical is still good, just not. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which. Is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June too is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Grades are going fine. And, and let me say something. I used to hate the movie as well. I only recently came around to it. You I opened was not your third blind. eye. Yes, open your eyes, people. Like, uh, all the eyes that you have in your skull, however many it is. If you have none, then uh, smell better. I don't know. Smell but better. there's. I don't know. Remember, but just skate better. Open, skate better. Open, just, just open all your pores and just think with an open mind. Uh, but back to the Flash, that movie just all the, everything. Like I want to know the history of this movie because it was supposed to get made like not too long after Justice League came out, and then just like it went through so many writers and directors, and then just everything else that was happening, and now. It's apparently being shot, despite there still being troubles behind the scenes of like uh, Ray F of everything with Ray Fisher and then um, uh, Billy Crudup leaving as uh, Barry's dad. And That's it's just scheduling, like, though. Like I understand that. It's scheduling, but still, and like you and Supergirl's in the movie. You have Michael Keaton's Batman. You have Ben Affleck's Batman. It's just like, what is this movie? For those who don't know, Flashpoint is an event that happened in DC Comics, where Barry Allen, the Flash to went back in time to save his mom from her killer and in doing so started made a ripple effect all throughout time uh, forward and backwards changing a lot of events and creating this this hellscape world where Aquaman and Atlanteans are fighting the Amazonians and all this stuff and it's an insane world that he needs to now he tries to go back and fix it again so they're trying to do that style of epic scale giant time travel movie without having the same characters well, this isn't a flashpoint movie honestly because flashpoint yeah there's no supergirl in flashpoint there's no two batmans in flashpoint there's, this is a weird movie i they're taking the days of future past approach of just saying that it's based on the story but not really and just using it as an excuse to retcon uh what they believe are the mistakes that came before but the only mistakes they made were the mistakes that warner brothers themselves made to the films so it's just like it's on you. Like, at least with X-Men, like, with, like, Origins and um, Last Stand, that was more, like, the writers and directors' choices um, that weren't that good. But here, it's mostly Warner Brothers' decisions, which, and now they want to just screw it all up just to say that there's, oh, there's a multiverse. Uh, what? And then people just ask, is this movie in the DCEU? It might be. Is this one? Yes. Is this one? No. But it might be. It's just like they themselves don't even know what's going to be canon and what's not going to be canon. Now, Josh, I feel like I should say this because it's a piece of news that just dropped. Is it important? It's about Green Lantern. Who? What What happened? So, in the Green Lantern show, it looks at Jeremy Irvine's and talks to play Alan Scott. He plays young Sam in Mamma Mia 2. Uh, Wait, what? So, one of the guys who plays one of the three boy... Uh, suitors the young version is in talks to play alan scott the, the original green lantern and that's just fine to me i don't care like, i'm gonna say yay because mama mia 2 is hilarious mama mia 2 it's is very like it's very white <laughs> it's it's so white but like i had no expectations going into it but god i loved it anyway back to dc 
Is the DCEU dead, Josh, do you think, at this point? At this point, I want to say yes, because, like, out of, like, all the films that have been announced, the only ones still in the DCEU are Aquaman <laughs> 2, Shazam 2 and 3, Black Adam, and The Flash. If I, I might be missing a few. I don't know if Wonder Woman 3 is still going to happen. I think that happened with Wonder Woman 2 and with Gal Gadot right now. Well, we... As far as we know, they did, after uh, Wonder Woman 2 came out, they did announce Wonder Woman 3 right. was happening. But, like, with current events in the world, we'll see! Right, because in the way they handled Middle East stuff in Wonder Woman 2 was not great. Um, like, just politically speaking, if you know what's happening in the world right now in Middle East, they did some not interesting good. things in 84 that were not fantastic. So, also, DC Comics is quite a mess right now. I like their comics, like their stories, but just get it together, people. I don't know if it's dead right now. I love that people are saying the DCE was revived because uh, Zack Snyder showed a picture of Wayne T. Carr's Green Lantern. That's hilarious like, to me because a director showed a picture of a concept art thing. Everyone's like, it's saved. This didn't even get made. What are you talking about? This, didn't, this wasn't in the movie. My favorite thing was I saw a post someone made on like uh, Instagram um, talking about that. They said, uh, ah, Zack Snyder showed the image of Wayne as Green Lantern. Then a few days later, the Discovery merger was announced coincidence like the two have no correlation with one another whatsoever like snyder is not god everything he does does not have ripple effects within the universe like it's not like if like in no way home like andrew garfield like sneezed during an interview then like a few days later he's announced to be in the movie the two have nothing related to one another so it's just like the the I, the thought process i need to understand how they came to the math equation on this one i still think that andrew and Toby will probably have at least some sort of thing happening in No Way Home. But who knows at this point. I think we'll talk more about DC in the future a lot, but if it's... I know it's also about, it might seem like a rush topic, but again, there's so many news, we have only so much time to talk about things. We're already yeah. going almost an hour into this podcast. Uh, so, this DCEU dead, I'm going to say for that, currently, it's treading water. <laughs> It's just I... trying to throw things at a wall and see what sticks. Yeah, for for me right now, I'm gonna say at the DCEU as we knew it is has been dead for a bit, and like we're starting to see the transition into uh, what they called I don't remember how many years ago the, the world, world of, DC. of DC, which I hate that name. It's so dumb. Um, it's so dumb. Just to just to make a multiverse um, happen, and I can't wait to see the utter confusion from people watching it, just like not knowing like what is in what, uh, what's related to what. It's just it's going to be a mess. And then once people are confused by this giant mess that they created, they're going to do another flashpoint or another flashpoint type story to make it all one universe again. Just just wait and see. Like I said last week, just like stop for ten years and let me do it. And let, let us direct it. Let Please. me, and my buddy Josh here, and our friend, like, uh, Team Money, is going to call him here. Let us make these movies. We'll, we'll actually plan things out. We won't just, like, greenlight stuff and then just, like, cancel it, like, a few years later. Like, with Ava DuVernay's uh, New Gods, just like, canceling that. Like, that why? So mean. That, that was, she's a great director. I would have loved to see what she would have done with New Gods. But, oh, no, Darkseid was in the Snyder Cut, so it's going to confuse the fans. No, stop! Don't you say what? it's confusing the fans? Everything else you're doing is confusing yeah, the fans. That excuse is horseshit, especially considering they've said that before. <laughs> they're like they're trying to do the Batman, and but it's still not Ben Affleck's Batman. But they're both existing still, and all these other things. Like, but you're saying that Darkseid can't exist twice in a movie that wasn't even canon in the first place. 
Speaking of which, do you think that uh, Snyderverse will be restored from this? With the way this deal is, there could be a, po a much stronger possibility now because I AT don't think like, Snyder. Yes, but like Warner Brothers, like just wants to like like just rush it under the rug. Just like they don't want to admit that they did anything wrong with how they treated Snyder, Ray Fisher, so many other people during the movie. They just they want to deny it for as long as they can. But once the heads change, because there's definitely going to be changing heads um, in this whole thing. Uh, there's a strong possibility that it could get greenlit. Uh, we'll see, but I I have more faith in that it could happen now. And on that note, I mostly agree with that statement. The DCEU is is struggling. If you don't again, DC just just get it together. DCU struggling. Yes. Fix yourself. Check yourself, and just skate Mark better. Just skate better. <laughs> on that note. With skating better, I bring you to the best transition ever, just telling you to skate better. The movie Brink is the third ever DCOM and the second one in the year 1998. Uh, DCOM stands for Disney Channel original movie. This is a very weird movie. Uh, it's very 90s. It, it's, well, it's been very... the most 90s movie I've seen since Jonah Hill's movie Mid-90s. That's how 90s well, it is. It's very mid-90s. Like, it's not even like a very late... It doesn't feel late 90s to me, but it's interesting uh i have pages upon pages of notes here let's start with the guy who <laughs> what i was gonna say before we get into like the actual like uh the, the notes we took let's let's talk about like just what the film yeah. is about yeah sorry that's, we didn't do last time i wish we did that last time because i watched upon listening i'm like oh people who don't know what this is was very confused with the lucky dog probably so this movie I think for a film like that it's more fun yeah but this one didn't need a little bit of context this is about yeah. a, a boy who, he's Brink. That's the thing. He likes being called Brink. What's his first name? Do you know his first Jay something? I don't know. Brinky I think it was boy. Anthony, and then yeah, Brinky boy. Um, <laughs> uh, Brinky boy, the skater boy. Uh, he loves skating. He loves soul skating. Skating for the fun of it. His dad's like, no, no, don't do that too much. Why are you so happy? He's like, I love it, Dad. Let me do the skating. Uh, let's not sell out to the man. And so the man comes into the picture. And so these this skater ex-boys, the guy with the yellow shirts, his arch enemy Val, uh, they are like, we wanted to take pictures in our skate park here for this magazine and for our cool deals. And a skatey boy, Brink, is all like, but we were here first. And so <laughs> naturally, a fight comes up and people get all riled up. Uh, and the movie is basically just the idea of don't sell out to the man, be yourself you be you, skate on brother okay, that's the first thing I want to talk about this movie is the concept of not selling out in the context of the movie his parents like are in financial troubles because his dad uh, is so on disability dumb, leave logic. yes, and so he decide, Brink decides that he's going to join the rival team uh, X-Blades because they get paid for skating so he's like, oh I love skating, so I might as well get paid for skating. I may hate the people I skate with, but I'll get money to help my family. He doesn't tell his friends, and by the time that they figure it out, they're just like, you sold that to the man, how dare you? And he literally says to them, but I needed the money. I, and she's I needed like, the money. we all do, bitch, move on. <laughs> it was so funny. So, so it's just like, don't sell out, because selling out is for losers. Okay, so I have a lot of notes here. Let's start with this. The guy who played Brink was voiced from from was voiced Sid in Toy Story. 
the guy who played the main character was Sid. And that's why it's even better. Um, he also what else? He, he was in our Disney Channel things, but like that was the funniest thing that he did. Um, also, his dad told him English to him saying "What up," and that was the dad's first line. Like, "What up, English?" <laughs> like, I've, that's not radical language. Like, it's not. I've got some great uh, quotes here. Oh, me uh, too. Who go did on? You, did you say today I'm going to talk or today I'm going to skate? That's apparently their philosophy because it's said many times throughout the movie. Is it really? I don't get what it means. Um, um, there's a great exchange between his dad, um, like around the beginning. Um, so Brink is walking into the kitchen. He goes, "Yo, what's up, fam?" And his dad says, "No one should be that happy all the time. It's yeah. just not normal." <laughs> I have that written here. Hold on. I wrote, I love when he ran in saying, "Yo, what's up, fam?" And his dad responded, "No one should be that happy." I cracked up laughing so hard. No one should be that happy all the time. What and, the heck? And then, and later on in the movie, he has an opposite reaction. No one should be that sad. Yeah, but then right after he says no one should be that happy, he says, you see, Katie is a normal child. It's the first day of school, and she's miserable. <laughs> yeah, that was like, you want your child to be unhappy? Anyway, um, my next note I had was, why did they, okay, in the first scene, when they're sitting, like, waiting for a bus, first off, there's a bus that's, like, a, it's a school bus that's going to take them to, that, that was a the school bus. Yeah, a school bus to take them to the beach. What is, what is this? <laughs> Uh, you you have skates, skates yeah, to the beach. That's, that's what I'm saying. Why do they? I before I knew it was having the movie. I said, why do they all just have skates there? And like, if skating wasn't their plan, why do they have? Like, it was just yeah. <laughs> it's like oh look, and then he pulls out like, and they're like shocked by it. You have skates? We can use these to travel. <laughs> um, when when it gets to like uh, after the summer, when it gets uh, to like uh, back to school, um, the the girl I forgot her name, Gabrielle. When she comes to, like oh. when she. When she comes, like, wearing, like, a dress, like, they're, oh like, God. mortified at this. They're just I, like, what happened to you? I wrote that You're too. Not the... <laughs> I'm just like, the most horrifying to these thing to these kids is that the girl is dressed like a girl. Ah! It's so terrifying. Okay, hold on. I got other things. I love when she said, stop saying guys all the time. It's like, again, stop saying guys. This is just, like, normal talking. Okay, do girls actually go bad at that? Because if so, I'm sorry. I can, yeah, you can change the language, but, like. That was really funny. I'm like, that didn't, I wasn't, doesn't seem like actually an issue in the world. That's like uh, saying people. Um, also, one of the 90, one of the 90s slang that I just did not understand for the life of me. Um, I think she was talking about like some kind of like clothing or something. Uh, or he said, uh, I think it was Brink. He said, personally, I, th I think it's fat. P H A T. I had to turn the subtitles on to make sure I heard what oh, I heard. Correctly. I know that one already. Fat means cool. Yeah. Okay, because I was just like, I know that our generation has, like, insanely stupid slang words, but just like, what does this mean? Yeah, like, that literally just means cool, yeah. I wrote, uh, dog man from you, lucky dog, is more human than Brink is. <laughs> like, what, what scene made you write that? Like, it's just, every time Brink showed up and just started talking, it was like a 90s computer, like, just, like, spit him out. And every time he said words, I wanted to punch him in the face. I hated it so much. Uh, let's see. The, oh, the guy said, the, I don't know, I don't know any two guys' names who are his best, like, friends. Yeah. But in the beginning, in the first Escape Park, the guy said, check it out. And then we got a close-up of the hat they're looking at with the words on it. Mm -hmm. and, and then it, 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 he said the words check it out then he showed what we're checking out and then immediately he said he said what it was like he read it out loud like we just we just saw that why are you saying it again um 
there, there's was... a great moment. There's a great moment where um, they they pull a prank on the rival team uh, by changing one of their sandwiches uh, to have worms in it. Um, and they they all held up signs one at a time that said "Don't be a wuss." Um, and then like I guess a teacher or something yeah. came over and she and she was just like, "What's going on here?" And then the guy said, "I thought I saw a bug." And then her response is. Well, get over it. And she walked away. Okay. I love that. I have more things to say about that whole scene. Let me find that I was there. Because it was... First off, it was weird that this movie, for a bit, became the movie How to Eat Fried Worms. Like, yes, that was weird. I and, I it, wrote... and it's weird that I've now seen two kids' movies where people are forced to eat worms. That shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I should have seen two kids' movies about that. My note is literally, is this how they eat fried worms now? I also... Why did the teacher even come up to him spitting out food? It made no sense. Like, he wasn't doing anything wrong. It was like, the guy came up, spit out food, and then she's like, what's the problem here? It's like, I just, I'm, I didn't like my food. Like, you could just said, like, there's no, what? Um, also, like, uh, earlier in the, the movie, there was a line that said, oh, man, you got warped. You all right, bro? And that was pretty funny. Um, oh, uh, what? there's a great line here that someone says, where is it? Oh, the only one of the four kids who wasn't wearing their helmet fully was the one who gave them advice, and that was really funny. Like, on the skate park, he was the only one who wasn't wearing his helmet properly. He, like, it wasn't buckled. So yeah. they are falling off, and he's the only one who's, who's helping them out. Also, yikes, transphobia at every getting, at, when they said, getting arrested for impersonating a boy. No. You. Like, don't be transphobic. Um, oh, God. Um... Uh, I wrote no skaters have ever been this popular in high school ever because just like when after the whole worm incident uh just like they're about to like uh skate fight i guess um just 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 this giant crowd i'm just like i've known skaters in high school they've never been popular like this ever um i don't know if they actually were i think it's people people doing the wrong thing like what's happening like like how a fight is but they stuck around for the race. That's and also, how, how'd they have time to set up all the things for the race? Because just like, really you have lunch. Like, you have classes to go to. Also, where are the adults? Where was that woman that told the kid to get over it? Where did she go? Like, what? <laughs> Let's see. I have more notes. Uh, it was nice of the girl giving her, the guy like, extra shoes, but they would not fit, probably. Also, I, I have a continuity error with that. She goes into school wearing a dress. She doesn't have. She has clothes, but she's not going to wear them uh, because she doesn't have the shoes. Next scene, she's wearing the clothes she brought, but she doesn't have the tennis shoes, and she said she wasn't going to change. What? <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, where is it? I uh, lost a plate. Oh, there's a Power Rangers in this movie. Walter Jones from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is in this movie. That's amazing. From, like the original Power Rangers lineup, he's the uh-huh. Zach. He's the Black Ranger. Anyway, he's also a black actor. Um, he is the only guy who stood up for uh, Brink in the end against Val. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Power Ranger. The fact that you had a Power Ranger keep keeping your back—that's cool. Uh, also, I still love it. Just, this dad in the for most movie might be my least favorite dads in any ecom, but not because he's evil or anything. Just he's annoying. Yeah. Cause, cause he's like, cause like Brink like like told him like I'm I have a job I'm and it'll be for skating I'll be making money skating like I'll be getting to do what I love and making money from it and his dad is against that I'm just like what why like you're making money off of doing it like oh but it's not an honest hardworking living it's just like well screw you then I'm still gonna skate and make money off of it well, like also, what if, if you're hurt you're com- you're complaining about how he's making money you can't if you can't work. 
Yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh, why was the dad's entire character a much, 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 much worse version of Uncle Ben from the Rain films? He's like, ah, I can't work at a factory where our bills are not paid. Ah, be responsible. He's, he's, he's Uncle Ben's uh, salty uh, twin brother that just got the, all the shit in life. Where Well, well okay, Uncle Ben did not I, get good no, in life towards the end. You realize who Uncle Ben's brother is, right? I know who his brother is. I'm. T I just. That's why I said twin brother. Okay, because his, his brother didn't do well either. <laughs> I'm aware. Neither of them did well. The Parker family has not been doing so hot lately. <laughs> One more day, and he will get that laser. Uh, also, they even had the exact same scene from Spectacular Spider-Man with Peter hearing like with like hearing money problems like, from the other room in the kitchen. Like that was like okay. Uh huh. I at one point started changing his name in my notes to Discount Peter Parker. Yeah, I, from the get-go, I, I called him a cool dude, and cool is spelled K-E-W-L for the 90s. Oh, yeah. Also, the line, at least you got two parents, was such a random line to throw in that didn't add anything that felt really weird and unnatural. Uh, I got some other great lines, like when he's talking to his friends in their the home econ class where they're baking stuff, he says, guys, friendships are like baking a cake. Yes, just, I really at that point, I was, ready, I was ready to turn off the movie. I was just like, what is this? And then um, so hard, it was so stupid. You just let Val slime all over you. Like, that what does that mean? Uh, does I was just like, is this <laughs> is this turning into not a Disney Channel movie? Oh, um, Val. Anyway, um, oh. when his dad's telling him to get a to get a different job, um, he tells him I think to work at a pet store, and he goes, I don't know a lot about animals. And then his dad said, You babysit your <laughs> yeah. sister. Shouldn't shouldn't it be any different. <laughs> Like, and, what is but, this movie? And that would be fine if he didn't say she's already normal. You can't have it both ways. Um, yeah. Also, I also wrote once wrote out uh, Brink's name as Long Hair 90s Boy. So yeah. I wrote, of course, Long Hair 90s Boy went to try out for the sellouts because that's what he needed to do. It made sense. Uh, which reminds me, of, we, which reminds me, we won't sell out immediately if we get a sponsor. Oh, easily. Like, if, like, someone... if you want to sponsor us, please, please contact us. We will gladly take your sponsorship. Also, if I could, money that goes to, also, viewers, you don't need to ever don't us, that's fine. We have an option there, you don't have to. Um, but, like, sponsorships would actually just help pay for expanding this podcast and literally paying off the debt it takes, takes to make it. Which is not much, it's like 100 bucks a year or something, like that, 100, 200 dollars or something like that. But it's nice to not have to actually pay for that. Uh, anyway, also, a 200 dollar a week part-time job in the 90s wasn't a bad plan. That dad was dumb. Yeah. I, another great quote came from his little sister. He's such a, he's such a moody little sack of hormones. Yes! <laughs> Um, also, wait, remember, okay. go on. Go on. Yeah, you. Okay. Jimmy, the weird Jimmy boy, the adult who was sponsoring <laughs> them, who also had no other crew with him ever, like, or correspondence. Yeah. Where did they meet him? Some magic lair? There was a scene where they <laughs> met Jimmy. Well, look at the command center from Power Rangers. Or, like, a mix with, like, some mystical land. It was weird and techy and spacey. I want to know what he does, because he didn't even choose Bring for the team. Like, Val got to choose that. It's just like... Sir, I think you're the one that needs to choose who's going to be on your team, so that way, A, you know how good they are, and B, who you know you're going to pay, because it's just like, you have the money, like, bro, do, so, do some work here. Uh, the entire message also from Disney saying don't sell out is pretty ironic. Yeah. It was uh, the 90s, Disney. No, I also wait, wrote Disney down, sold down the line, do it or vacate, and then good doggy. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> That was, and that's the same person saying both those lines back to back. Do, like, yeah. do it or vacate. And then he does it. He's like, good doggy. What is, the, what is this movie? That's not slang. What is this? By the end of the movie, I came to the realization that 
skating is not that interesting to me. Right? It's so boring to watch. For like the whole end sequence was like this is not fun. Um, yeah, it, well, it only got good like when it was the downhill uh, thing. But like the rest where it was just like them on the ramps, just like you know, it's cool that you guys can do this. But I'm not at all interested watching it. Uh, which I guess is that's also a demographic thing too, I guess. But that's not. Oh like, yeah. But also, there's a moment when his dad says he got like, says to him, "I got you a job," and the music does like a little record scratch thing. Yeah. That made me laugh so hard because it was like it's like this little boing. Like, like it's it's the exact energy of record scratch, and it's so stupid. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the montage when he got when he gets the job is pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, the entire conflict in the movie could have been avoided if you just communicate from the beginning. That's that's what I was saying in my notes. Just like if he was just honest, like. It would all be fine. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure his friends would have understood, but apparently they didn't, because selling out is for losers. Well, he only told, like, only one person had that, had that expression to say to him. Um, only one person was like, and that was Gabrielle, she was like, we all need money, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it would have made more sense if they were mad that he, like, teamed up with, like, you know, Val and them because they're just dicks. Like, that would be understandable. But, like, they're just, it just seems in general, selling out and making money off of it is Bad. It reminded me of the also, scene. It reminded me of the scene in BVS when Clark's like, "Listen to me," instead of just saying what he needs to say. Yeah. Or any movie when you don't say what you're trying to say, it's bothering me. Yeah, but uh, uh, Soul Skaters. Uh, I wrote down Soul Skater. It sounds like it's a Christian skating group. They go around <laughs> skating and reading off Bible quotes. Hey, Soul Skater. <laughs> Yeah, I I think um like two genuinely good scenes was towards the end like when Brink was uh trying to balance everything but he couldn't and his dad like tried to actually have a heart to heart with him scene. and then and then the one right before I think it was the final competition uh just talking to him about like how he used to um skate he wanted him to like have that same kind of passion um and just kind of actually like communicating like for real like I was just like you know what that's good good job movie I also like when the Gabrielle fell they did like a slow mo scene. Uh -huh. And the role took so long with yeah. her fall. Uh, also, the, when she fell, there was a really weird, like, sexual tension stare between uh, Brink and Val. It was yeah. a really long stare. When Brink just, when, not Brink, when Val, like, threw the rocks down, I was just like, well, that's attempted murder right there. Yeah, she could have, her arm was so bloody. Um, yeah, it was, ow. I'm confused. I thought that they had to uh, compete in the Invitational to be able to compete in the finals, but Soul Skaters, they didn't compete they didn't, in the Invitational. Yeah. So, like, was they it just, like, rules. another competition thing? It didn't make sense. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Also, I wrote, of course, his dad used to skate and hates it now. That's a, such a huge cliche kind of trope. I did yeah. this thing. I'm warning the dangers of this thing. Don't do it. Uh, the dangers. Don't sell that to the man. Why can't parents in movies just support their kids' hobbies? It's dumb. Because yeah. conflict needs to occur. Honestly, I feel like every DCOM has that one line that's really good, and this is it. I used to define myself by my job title. That line, actually, I love that line. Yeah. Also, blank is what I do, not who I am. I wrote blank because it doesn't matter. Like That's a good line. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I think that's a good way to live life. And that's the message that should have been... That's the message this movie should have been more about. Not about don't <laughs> sell out. Uh, uh, got, you gotta love it. Also, there's a scene where Val, uh, who's the big boy meanie, Says to our hero Brink, our hero boy, oh, we'll get it on for sure. And it, I didn't know how to respond to that line. Because, because the way it was so shot, the way the line was delivered, it came off so sexual. I was uncomfortable. And I feel like Val likes him. 
because good <laughs> he just do- doesn't know how to express his love it's to bring. good doggy it's like these lines he says it's like the way he talks to him it's um it, nope it could just be a subconscious thing like he's not aware that he has feelings for brink for brink yet also that's great you could be gay do crime that's great um also val's crew was inconsistent with his support if they supported them or not like if they were nice oh, to yeah. the other side well, oh, I yeah. think they have they have like their points. It's just for them. It's just like kind of like a like a light uh, kind of just like making fun of thing. But Val like takes it one step too far, and they're just like, oh no, that's we, we don't like that. Bad, bad Val. I wrote down skate better, because uh, who <laughs> that was really funny. No, the because there's a quote, skate better, and ah. the, his little sister could not act at all. So she said, yeah. I have some advice for you, brother. Skate better, and he's like, skate better. Yeah, mom, I should just skate better. I'm like, okay, what is this movie? One of the teams was called Team G Force, and that was Disney plug. Good job, Disney. Before, Disney plug before the decade happened. before it even existed. <laughs> um, That's the movie we should talk about. <laughs> also, at least with most sports movies, I can tell if you're doing well, but this one I couldn't tell at all because the points didn't make sense. No, I don't understand how the point system works. It's like in golf. Like I know, like the lower you go, but like I don't understand how it all works. And my last note here was. I like there's one line delivery I really liked, and that was at the end. Uh, there's a line. Um, there's Val and Brinky Boy next to each other, and, he, and uh, Val's like winning the everything ever, and and Brinky Boy's like, well, at the end of the day, I'm not you, so it's still a good day. That was delivered well, and it was, it was like, okay, damn, that was kind of a good blow. Yeah. Um, that's my notes of this movie. Do you need more notes for yourself? Uh, no, I, I've gone through like most of my notes that I wanted to talk about. Uh, overall, I, f- I found it to be a pretty cliche uh, kids movie. Uh, nothing really wrong with that. It's again, it's not made for us. Uh, it had some very interesting things. Um, that I don't ra- think were intentional at all. Would you rather watch this again or are you Lucky Dog again? <sighs> I'd say see, Lucky I Dog. Get, I get- I, I say you lucky dog because I get to see Dog Man being Dog Man again, and I would always love to see that. Which would you rather recommend? <laughs> Sorry. If you want, <sighs> I May, still uh... say you lucky dog because I want, but not for amazing. Just because everyone gave their all, and it shouldn't have been a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, yeah. This one belonged to Disney Channel. This one, this one belonged to Disney Channel. Oh, uh, easily, one hundred percent. Not even about quality wise. Like it just it fit that vibe better. Um, also, four three, like that's one thing. Well, I guess they're all four three at the time. But yeah, yeah, it's wild. This movie, I'm gonna give it a nay, but for one reason, and it's lack of communication with anyone on screen. No one talks to each other in any normal way, yeah. even once. And yeah, it's very I'm, frustrating. I'm, I'm... I'm going to give it a nay for me because, like, once it starts to get into that cliched um, story of just, like, trying to balance, like, the life, not telling people everything, it's just, like, I know exactly where this is going to go. It's not going to surprise me in any way. And by the end, it did not surprise me in any way. Uh, so just, like, for that, I'm going to give it an A. What's pretty funny is that reminds me of superhero stories, but the superheroes usually have a good excuse of you might die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is just, like, but my friends might judge me. No, they won't. <laughs> just, like, understand that you, you're – they know your dad isn't working – and your mom doesn't doesn't seem to have a job. Like, no, she she's a she's a realtor, but okay. uh, she's she's having difficulties as well with her job. So like this makes complete sense. That was that was dumb of them. You're just stupid. all bad friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the news, and that's the 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 topic, and that's the decom of the week. Um, so we both gave us a nay, but for different reasons. 
Yes. It almost gave us a yay solely for the line, uh, skate better as a joke. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, next up is the thing that I, we do called Super Weird Stories, where I tell Josh what it says. Um, <clears throat> weird stories or obscure stories or wholesome ones or just fun, interesting stories or things about superheroes or comics. Not even like, in comics necessarily, but like, there could be a story in real life that involves superheroes, I might tell them. I have a whole topic plan for us soon to talk about real-life superheroes with you. I'm very excited. Um, hopefully you don't know lots. I don't research it yet. Uh, but today, we're going to talk about a super weird thing that happened in comics, okay? Alrighty. Uh, if I say the words Captain Marvel, what slash who do you think of? Well, typically, I think of Marvel's version of Captain Marvel, um, uh, Carol Danvers. But as I've come to learn in recent history, um, when Shazam came out, uh, Shazam was originally Captain Marvel. But then a lot of disputes of names and things, and then Marvel copyrighted the name. So Shazam became Shazam, and Captain Marvel and Marvel became Captain Marvel. Yeah, side note, Shazam being called Shazam is a stupid name because he can't say his name to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they could literally just call, if you call him, like... Captain Shad, or like they say something, something like that a little bit. I don't know. That's a dumb name too. But so the story I'm gonna tell you involves Captain Marvel, and it's not that one. So which one is it? Uh, I'm going with Shazam, Captain Marvel. No, it's neither. There's another character called Captain Marvel. I'm gonna talk to you oh, about. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> and that's kind of the whole joke about this thing is that there is. This is a, here's a quote from Captain Marvel. Ready for it? Mm-hmm. Split Zam. <laughs> is that is that is that the whole That's quote? Guess <laughs> Zam is spelled X A M, uh, naturally. Of course. So, we've known a few characters named Captain Marvel now. Uh, mostly the big two of Carol Danvers, who was Miss Marvel and became Captain Marvel, and there was Captain Marvel who became Shazam. But also, this is from uh, Giant Action issue named Captain Marvel in 1966 by MF Enterprise which sounds like just motherfucker Enterprise uh, <laughs> created by Carl Burgos and Roger Elwood um, a character who was how do I explain this so he's in a first off a full purple suit that's always fun he's a okay. blonde no mask just full purple he is a fun belt and an M on his, like, a necklace with an M on it. Um, I'm just imagining Barney with a necklace and a utility belt. Uh, sure. But, like, no, not, like, not, like, tuxedo suit, like, suit, like, a super suit, like, leotard. Mm-hmm. So, you know how the original Human Torch at all was an android? The original Human Torch? Oh, it's, like, a different, different story from every day. So he was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... This is also an android, apparently. Okay, then. Um, and basically, this was a this Captain Marvel character was an amalgam of like different characters. He was Captain Marvel's name, and like and uh, like him, he was powered by shouting magic word. Uh, and the word he shouted was Zam. X A M. At least it's a word that can never come up normally in a conversation. Right. I don't know if it's even pronounced. It should be pronounced Zam, I'm guessing. Because how, how else would you pronounce X-A-M? I think it would be Zam. Uh, he was also an alien from another world, like many other characters. <laughs> uh, just to ensure we cover all bases. 
It's like we got we got Shazam in there, we got Alien, we got Robots, all combined into one. Anything uh, else? How was I don't understand the Android Plus robot part, but you know what? We're gonna go with it. Uh, and also about him, you know what his power is? I'm I I don't know what is it. <laughs> his limbs fall off. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine him facing down an enemy and like they're charging at him. It's just like, all right, attack! Just spurts, puts out all arms and legs, and then just like falls apart, confusing the enemy. That's just like exactly what, what happens. That's that's what it is. It's just to confuse. Well, I mean, it attacks, but it's not great. So basically, um, the good captain's arms, legs, and head would fly uh, would fly free of his torso to tackle a multitude of foes. He could flip distant switches. <laughs> too far and just go push him the button. <laughs> uh, and he could create a sense of profound unease with this. <laughs> so what you said of distraction. He just lets his limbs fall off at any point. Of course it's gonna cause unease. <laughs> uh, the individual body parts had achieved once they have achieved their goal they're trying to like, you know, do whatever. He shouts Zam! And like all of them will reunite to him. So he says split! And they all go away and Zam they, they come back to his body. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. Uh, what? What? I'm assuming this was DC, I guess, or became uh, a DC character. No, it is okay. No, it's just by oh, MF it? Enterprise. Looks like okay. I want to see Marvel or DC take this character and try to put him in like you know the gritty, serious world of the comics these days. Because like most comics are made for like more mature audiences now, and like I want to see how they can incorporate this character. I would love into it that. if in Shazam: Fury of the Gods they included this version of Captain Marvel as well. It's a fun joke. Because <laughs> he would kind of fit that tone. They stole other things, too, from this character. Ready for more? Uh-huh. He, had a, he had a sidekick. <laughs> uh, of course. As his, one does. His kid's sidekick was named, guess what? I don't want to know. What is it? Billy Baxton. Instead wow. Of, instead of Billy Baxton. Because if you don't know viewers, Billy Batson, <laughs> B-A-T-S-O-N, is the alter ego of Shazam slash Cat Marvel, who is a complete... Um, who this character's ripping off, pretty much. So Billy Baxton is his sidekick. <laughs> did it? Did they get sued out of existence? Hold this? on, I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, do you want to know who his, who his foes were? Y- yes, which also please. leads to more obvious um issues with uh copyright. His foes were characters uh such as Plastic Man. Doctor Doom and Doctor Fate. Two of those are DC. One of those is Marvel. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming that none of them have any correlation at all to the people that they stole them from. Uh correct. Doctor Fate in this is a character who is might be in a wheelchair, I can't he's sitting down in the picture I see. Um he is a gizmo of a bunch of bunch of machines. He has a big white mustache. Um a sharp jaw. He has the great temples like Mr. Fantastic for Dr. Mm-hmm. Fate. There's a character one of his enemies is called Atom Jaw. Um, who is just in this picture of him, he's wearing green pants, loafers, and a sweater. <laughs> Alright then. Uh, but so Cat Marvel, this is version of Cat Marvel here. Uh, he also had a, had a villain called his most dreaded enemy of all was called the Bat. <laughs> but a cease and desist order from DC Comics reminded MF Enterprises that it was treading dangerously close to a certain Kate Crusader. 
So the villain's name was Chick. What? That's when they sent the cease yep. and desist. <laughs> well, because Batman matters to them clearly. I uh, I know, but still. But uh, ready for more? Yes. Okay. They reminded it was, it was trying dangerously close to Cape Crusader. The villain's name was from the bat was changed to the Ray, also name of a one-time popular superhero. <laughs> God. God. Unfo ultimately, the troubled Captain M only lasted for a handful of issues, and the publisher folded after less than a year uh, with a measly three titles to his name. So with three titles, he had three like title issues, and he had a few issues, but after so much battling with copyright stuff, he just the uh, author of the comics gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I gotta say, is a, a fun story to tell. Like This character is is so dumb. Uh, God, just like don't steal stuff. <laughs> like I and like it's obvious. Like both DC and Marvel have taken like characters from each other, but like right. did similar things, but also made them their own characters. And then you have something like uh, Deadpool, like which is uh, intentionally trying to be as close to Deathstroke as possible. But like this, it's just like what this, are this is clearly also not a parody either. Like this is like he no, just took everything from everyone. Billy Baxton, like Baxton, wow. Yeah. Baxton, like, you really couldn't have tried to make a different name. Yeah. Jeez. That is our super weird story for the week. If you want to hear, do you want to hear any more, like, uh, weird character ones next, sometimes? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm so curious. I have a lot of weird characters that ex have been existing or have been made for, like, a few issues and then never came back. Because mm -hmm. um, eventually, some weird stories have to be whole episodes because they're just too weird. Yeah. Like, one more day. That's, oof, I've read that one. Um, we'll get to that at some point in the future. So that's this podcast. Um, we are powered by Acast, where you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, soon-to-be Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. They take long to approve us, which is dumb. We, I think we also might be on iHeartRadio. That's kind of neat. I, I just like, you're like, I think we're on it. Find, find out for yourself. Well, I mean, I can check right now. Let's do it. Here, I'm going to make an attempt to check something while on the podcast. That's rare. We are on iHeartRadio. <laughs> Hell yeah. So if you listen to iHeartRadio, you can find us there too. Um, of course, if you're listening right now, you already found us. So congrats. Thank you. Keep spreading the word. We do fun things. Next week, we are watching Halloween Town. I have, I might have seen that once as a child, but if I did, I have completely forgotten it. Also, everyone, please send in your ideas for episodes, for topics. Um, I'm excited. We'll probably re we will probably review. Again. Nope, words. We will probably re. Nope. Hold on. <laughs> we will probably eventually go back to the idea of is the DCEU dead many times because not like as a whole topic yes. again, but because it's going to keep coming up. <laughs> kind of like this is like a continuous update on the idea because like it's complicated anyway that was this episode thank you for listening you can check out josh at places yes uh check me out on my youtube channel uh which is my name josh rudolph you'll find me with a fake mustache and a hammer on the icon uh twitter j underscore rudy uh 28 uh instagram j underscore rudy 16 um you can find me apparently now on TikTok. Damn. Um, you can find me uh, at That Nerd in Theater on TikTok. You can find me. I don't really post much. You can find me on Twitter at The Theater Nerd, um, on YouTube at Nerd Talk Productions here. 
Also, the Twitter at nerdtalk underscore prod, and the email to send in things to us is at nerdtalkproductionsyt at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to leave positive reviews. Like, leave five-star reviews where you can. Help us. Please. Um, please leave comments. Send emails in. We want to have interaction with you all. It'd be great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.